The Investigator's Toolbox is here. Are you a licensed investigator, an investigative or security professional? How would you like to gain work-based skills, be more productive, and grow your business? Well, welcome to the investigatorstoolbox.com. Check out this industry-changing website that's pioneering into the future today. You can network with other investigators in our forums. You can take a webinar, check out a blog, or read an article to brush up on your skills. You can visit our vast resource catalog of research websites and bookmark them in your own private library. Everybody's talking about the Investigator's Toolbox. This really is the future of networking, learning, and resource management. Check this out. For a limited time, we're offering a legacy discount for new members. If you sign up early, we'll save you 25%. Take advantage of exclusive discounts from site partners like Crosstracks, Delvepoint, PI Magazine, Hetherington Group, ScopeNow, Paraben, and so many more. Just visit the website investigators-toolbox.com and check out the demo video in the Who We Are section. Can you afford 41 cents a day? If the answer is yes, then don't delay. Join the community. Investigatorstoolbox.com. These discounts won't last. That's www.investigators-toolbox.com. Hey, everybody. It's Matt. Uh, before we jump into the show today, I just wanted to make a quick announcement that the folks at Paraben have done something really cool. They are giving away 10 seats to PFIC 2020. That is their yearly conference. It involves digital forensics. You'll get 19 continuing education credits. The value of each seat is $99. So they've been incredibly generous. If you guys are interested, please, please email me at Matthew, M-A-T-T-H-E-W, S as in Sam, at satellitepi.com. If you're interested, Shoot me an email and we'll get you in the raffle. We're going to give away 10 seats in the next uh, week, week and a half. Uh, the event's September 22nd and 23rd. I'm really, really excited for this. I was looking at the roster of the people speaking here. It's pretty amazing. So if you're interested, send me an email. $99 value, 19 continuing education credits. Paraben, thank you. You guys were awesome. Thank you for the support. Have at it, guys. Send me an email. Here we go into the show. Welcome to this week's show. Today's guest is another industry legend. Matt welcomes Jimmy Messes. Jimmy is the owner of USABugSweeps.com and is a former owner of PI Gear and PI Magazine. Jimmy joins us today to discuss search engine optimization. If your business has a website, you really want to take some notes. Now on with the show. Let's welcome Jimmy Messes and your host, private investigator, Matt Spare. And welcome everybody to this week's episode of PI Perspectives. I am very, very excited and honored today uh, for our guest. Uh, he's a legend in the industry, somebody I've known for many, many years being in the tri-state area. And he's kind of like the who's who when it came to gear and PI Magazine back in the day before the current owners took over. Our guest today is Jimmy Messes. Jimmy, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How about you? I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. Thank you so much for uh, for coming on board. I obviously have been in the game for a bit, and some of the folks have been in the game for a bit, but for folks that are kind of new here and may not have heard your name, uh, tell me a little bit about your background and how you got into the business. Well, I've been a private investigator now for 40 years, and I'm still young. There you go. People ask me, how, yeah, how can you be in the game for so many years being fairly young? And I said, well, 
I started out when I was 20 years old. Wow. I knew what I wanted to do from a very young age, got out of the Marine Corps, did some security work, and got hired by a detective agency in New York City and worked for them for nine months. I had a mentor, taught me quite a bit of what I know, and nine months later, I left them and I went off on my own and been self-employed and on my own 40 years now. Wow. Well, thank you for serving, uh, first of all. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your support. Uh, folks that serve this country don't get enough uh, respect, so I appreciate you doing that, man. When did you get the idea? I mean, nine months into doing this stuff and you're going, you know what, I'm, I'm going to do this on my own. What inspired you to make that jump so quickly? Well, I've kind of always been an entrepreneur, a business person, and uh, I realized I was making a ton of money for my boss. <laughs> right. And, 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 <laughs> Not that I, I, not that I didn't have a problem with that because sure. he was paying me well. Sure. But I realized, wait a minute, I think I could do this on my own, and instead of getting paid an hourly rate, I think I could be getting four or five times that amount per hour going off on my own, and I did. And lo and behold, you know, starting off back in 1980. Let me tell you, things were different then. You know, oh, we yeah. didn't have the internet. Yeah. We had computers, but not to the degree how they work now. And there was sure. no such thing as databases online. Everything was in print. Right. So I've seen the entire industry really, really change. Right. And from a marketing point of view, back then, the way you marketed was having an ad in the yellow pages. Right. And some people nowadays don't even know what yellow pages are, you know? I mean, that's how much things have changed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and the phone company had a racket going because they would have a book for yellow pages for a particular area, but if you wanted to be in more than one book, you had to pay. And back then, just a simple little ad was running for a couple hundred dollars. So private eyes were spending, you know, $1,000 or more a month Right. Just to be in some directories that only covered your local area, and now the internet, you know, for a thousand dollars a month, I'm covering the whole country. Yeah, no, so big, big difference. Big changes. Yeah, definitely. So when you started your business, what type of investigative work did you specialize in back then? I started out doing what's called skip tracing. Uh, that was my expertise. My specialty was finding people, finding information, bank accounts, everything that is illegal now. <laughs> Things have changed. <laughs> right. It's because <laughs> you know, of you, Jim. Then, Thank you. Do, <laughs> <laughs> you know, back then we were getting non-pubs, addresses for phone numbers, toll records. Hold on, I mean, hold, we hold on, hold on, hold on. We got statute of limitations here. Are you good? I don't want you incriminating yourself. Yeah, I'm good. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, times have changed, right? And you have to pivot, do what you got to do, right? Explain to me about the magazine. How did you get involved with the magazine? And, and we were talking before we uh, started here, you published quite uh, quite a few issues. So t tell me a little bit about that. Um, I took, I, I bought the magazine from a gentleman out in Ohio who basically owned the name PI Magazine, but it was kind of almost like a newsletter. It was a black and white on almost like newspaper type paper. The only thing that was in color was the cover and it was one color. So it wasn't a four color cover. Right. And I looked at it and I said, man, this thing could really be something, but this guy isn't taking it to where it should go. And I called him up one day and I just said, Hey, listen, I just wanted to let you know, I'm a private investigator, but 
what you call as a magazine is embarrassing. It's <laughs> <laughs> your New Jersey totally charm. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, right. Yeah. I said, you know, it's embarrassing. I mean, you know, this thing looks really lousy. Right. He goes, well, if you think you could do a better job, you do it. And I said, you know what? Uh, make me an offer I can't refuse and I'll buy you out. Right. And he threw out a number at me that was ridiculously high. And I said, I can't talk to you right now. He goes, why? What's wrong? I said, because you're either drunk or you're high. Right. He goes, I don't do drugs. I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> and I said, well, you just threw out a number that's totally ridiculous. Right. So I said, you know what? I'll call you back. I'll give you a real number. And I called him back and I gave him a low ball number. But it was a number that I really thought the magazine was worth the way it was. Right. And uh, he took it. Right. And then my wife goes to me. I cannot believe that you bought that, you know? And I said, no, hon, you're seeing that for what it is now. Right. I see it for what I can make it. And that's always been my business skills, seeing the future and seeing what things could be. It's like almost getting a fixer-upper house and knowing what the house could look like right. once you, you know, you need the skeletons. And that's what I had with the magazine, the skeletons. And you know, when the gentleman that had the magazine before me, he had some advertisers and he was generating about $5,000 per issue in ads, Okay. but it was costing him $5,000 to print the magazine. Wow. So by the time you're done, he wasn't making any money. You know, he was just getting the vanity of saying, oh, wow, I own a magazine and it's for sale in Barnes and Noble. Right. And I took it over and I contacted every vendor in the PI industry they all knew who I was because I had been around for quite a while speaking at conferences. And they said, Jimmy, we know that if you're going to do this, this is going to be humongous. We want to be on the, in on the ground floor. And I went from $5,000 an issue in advertisers to $40,000 an issue in advertisers. Wow. it's amazing. And, and, and was able to still keep my printing at around 5,000 and I made it a full, full, uh, four color magazine. Right. And the rest is history. And, yeah. you know, 150 issues later, I sold it yeah. and, you know, wanted to focus more on, you know, what I do for a living right now every day. So, yeah, I mean, uh, we were talking about was, it before it's seasons, right? You know, you, you do something for, for a while and, uh, you know, then it's somebody else's turn, right? And let, let them put their spin on it. And uh, you, you, you left it in good conditions and you, you, uh, you know, the, the folks that are running it now, have, I think, are continuing the legacy that you started. Definitely. You know, Jim and Nicole are doing a great job. Um, you know, it was a turnkey operation. They came in and everything was the same. And then they started putting some new twist to, the, uh, you know, make it a little bit more modern. And they, listen, they had a little bit more fire in their belly than I did after yeah. so many years of owning the magazine. I think sure. it was 12 years. Right. And they've done a great job. You know, the way I describe myself, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've developed and sold many, many businesses. And I, I describe myself like a business architect. I come up with an idea to create a business or a building, right? But just because I create the building doesn't mean I want to live in it for the rest of my life. You sure. know, you build it, you enjoy it, and then you move on to the next project. And yep. that's kind of what I've done my whole career for 40 years. Right. Today, we, uh, I asked you to come on to talk about the uh, search engine optimizations, and we're going to get on to that in a little bit. I really wanted to lay the foundation of who you are and what your background is, because it's, it's really impressive. I think when I first met you 
through PI gear. I had bought some some tech and I needed assistance setting it up. It was like the USB recorder, which I love that thing. I still use it to, to this day. Right? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think it was late at night. It was like nine o'clock or whatever. And he was like, the dude answered his phone. <laughs> you know, it's like, wow, okay. Yeah, I'm having some trouble here. Help me out. And uh, Well, you know, when I teach marketing to investigators, the number one thing I teach, the first thing I teach, you must answer the phone when it rings. Sure. Because if I am a customer and I'm looking for a service, I want it now. I want an answer now. And if I call a phone number and I get a voicemail, guess what I'm doing? I'm hanging up and I'm calling the next person down the list. So I tell anybody in business, you must answer the phone. So I even currently today, my current business, I I promote 24-7. And I'll answer the phone in the middle of the night because I know that person is looking for help. And when I answer the phone at 24-7, they realize, wow, there really is a person there and I'm not getting an answering machine at three in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it does make a difference. Yep. And that, uh, that business is the USA bug uh, which you've, you've built that into quite, uh, an, uh, an empire as well. And that, that really ties in with what we're talking about today too, which started, uh, with PI magazine and PI gear, right? That the, you, you, the things that you learned marketing wise and, 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 and uh, using the search engine op- optimization at the magazine, you transfer, transfer that over to this new business, correct? Yeah. I mean, when I started out 40 years ago, typical of every PI, they do everything. They do surveillance, they do background checks, they offer TSCM debugging. So I started learning about bug sweeps in the early, early 80s. But, and I was doing it, but I wasn't doing it at the level that existed because of the technology that exists now. And then once I sold the magazine, the reason I had to sell the magazine was because the bug sweep division of what I was offering was so busy, I needed to dedicate more time. But the reason it got busy was because I was taking full advantage of search engine optimization and the internet and mainly Google. And a lot of PIs ask me, they go to me, oh, I mean, I don't have much business. My phone doesn't ring. And I go, well, if your phone's not ringing, it's because you have failed in putting things in place to get your phone to ring. And they don't understand that. Well, they'll say to me, well, you don't understand, Jimmy. I live in this little small town in Oklahoma and there's nobody around here. And I go, dude, the whole state is your territory. You don't have to worry about the local area, the whole state. And they don't understand the concept of business. And that's one of the reasons a lot of PIs go out of business. They don't think like business people. They think like investigators. And that's why they go out. Yeah. I mean, and that gets, that's a really good point, right? So, you know, there's the owners and then there's the investigators and, and, you know, sometimes you can do both and sometimes you get to a point where you can't do both anymore, right? You got to make a decision. Who do you want to be? Um, and, and that's, uh, you know, that's a big one, Matt, my favorite saying is if, if you're a one man operation, you don't own a business, you own a job. When you have employees that can go out and do the job and you're making money because of it, now you have a business. But the problem is most PIs are one man agencies for the most part. And they just don't understand that you can actually grow so much bigger with help. Yeah. 
but getting good help is also another problem. Well, I see, mean, and, that, and that's true. And I'm going to I'm going to tap into what you're saying here and add a little extra nugget to it, right? So you want to also make sure that 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 when you bring people on and they're working for you, you are not working to support them. They should be working to support you, <laughs> right? Exactly. But they need exactly. to be the ones that that are, are your breadwinners. If you're if you have people working for you and you're still the big breadwinner, your model is wrong. You're not doing it properly. Yeah, I had an employee working for me for 17 years, an investigator, qualified for his own license. And I kept saying to him, why don't you go for your own license? You know, I, th- I think at the time I was paying him $20 an hour. And he goes to me, Jimmy, you don't understand. I see what you do. <laughs> and I don't want to have to deal with calling the clients yeah. and the phone calls in the yeah. middle of the night. He goes, I have with you, I have work every single day. Yeah. I have more than enough work. I don't have any headaches. I go out and do what I have to do. You're the one getting all the headaches, and that's worth it to me. My best guy and is the so same way. Yep, my best guy is the absolute yeah, so same there way. there are leaders, yep. And, yep. and there are followers, and there are workers. And, yeah. you know, I'd rather be a leader. Yeah. You know, I learned out of the Marine Corps. You'd rather lead than be the follower there. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you know, like, you do get that certain personality that works for you. You hold on to those people because, you know, they are the oil that, that keeps everything lubricated, definitely. You okay. have to take care of them. Yeah, so we're going to jump out and take a quick break here, and then we'll jump back in and really dig into the uh, search engine optimization. So uh, everybody sit tight, and we'll be right back. Are you using a case management system? The answer is no. You should really rethink that process, right? So as you guys know, Crosstracks has been an amazing sponsor of the show. They've just been uh, really supportive. As you guys also know, I didn't used to have a case management system. I was uh, the investigator that was fighting them tooth and nail, I finally decided to give it a whirl, and what a great decision, right? During the COVID shutdown, I was able to actually roll my whole business into it and get completely up and running. My clients love it. I mean, just today, I got a a phone call from a client of mine who just couldn't believe how easy it was to access everything and uh, how invoices were there. He actually asked me to go back and upload all my prior cases and put it into Crosstracks. I've been doing business with that firm for, I don't know, about eight years, so uh, it's a lot of cases. If you don't use a case management system, you should, right? You should check it out. Give Crosstracks a shot. Contact Brad or one of the teammates over there and they'll get you up and running with a trial and see if it's for you. If you have used Crosstracks and it's been a while and uh, you're not happy with the system that you're in, go check them out. They're doing a lot of really cool new things. See if it's right for you. If you're unhappy with the system that you're in right now, contact them. The ability for them to roll your system into their system is very easy. Again, you guys know they've been sponsoring this program and I can't say uh, enough good things about them, but make your own decision. Give it a shot on your own and see if it's right for you. Did you get the latest issue of PI Magazine? Make sure you visit PIMagazine.com. Check out Matt's columns on Podcasting 101 and PI Perspectives. Delft Point keeps on advancing. The commonality search is here. The new data is unlike anything they currently offer and will go in depth into your target's assets and relationships. Use them on everything from jury research and associate connections to business investigations and fraud cases. You don't want to miss these. Visit DelftPoint.com for more details. Sign up and use code PIP20 for additional savings. Check out the PI Institute of Education at PIInstitute.com. Since 1989, Kelly Riddle has been teaching on subjects such as surveillance, nursing homes, investigations, insurance fraud, domestic investigations, hidden assets, and accident scene investigations. 
The PI Institute of Education is a featured learning partner in the investigatorstoolbox.com. Check out the free content on the site, then visit the Institute for more great savings on additional classes. And welcome back to PI Perspectives. We are here with uh, Jimmy Messes today, uh, owner of usbugsweeps.com. Fixmyrank.com is another business that he's involved with. So, uh, Jimmy, I want to welcome you back to the program. How are you? It's a pleasure. That's USA Bug Sweeps. I don't want to leave the A out of yeah, there. US, you know? Yeah, USA Bug Sweeps. That's my bad. <laughs> USABugsweeps.com. Tell me how your experience at the magazine with, with doing the um, the advertising and all that uh, led you down the path to saying, hey, I think I understand the search engine optimization and how this works and, and uh, really uh, grasping it. Well, the key with the magazine was that it offered me the opportunity to develop a bookstore of investigative title books, 50 different categories. And then that led me to be able to start the, my other company, which was PIgear.com. And I had, uh, in the bookstore, I had probably close to more than 500 books with investigative titles. And then with gear, I had over 500 products. And now I was competing with all these spy shops locally throughout the United States. So I said, hold on a second, how am I going to compete with all these people that are selling similar or the same product? And I had to learn something that's called SEO, search engine optimization. And basically what that means is even though you have a website, you have to optimize it. You have to tell Google what your website is actually about or the specific page and that's something else, Matt, that a lot of PIs get confused about. Your homepage is nothing more than the title of a book. That's it. The content is the important part. All the pages of your book, that's where the meat is. Right. And every page in your book or every page of your website is, in fact, its own little entity. So when I had 500 products... I had to make sure that the content of each product was in tremendous detail using focused keywords. And then I had to tell Google what it was about. Um, Matt, here's what I'm going to explain to you. I think this is the easiest way for people that don't understand this. When you do a Google search, you get results and there's 10, usually 10 results on a page for the first page of Google. You have the blue line, which is the actual link to the homepage of the website. And then underneath it, there's these two little black lines of text that's called the meta description. The top line, the blue line that you actually see on Google, that's called the meta title. So think of it as the title of the book. Okay. But it could also be the title of a page in your book. And the little black line that you see in Google with the two lines of description, that's not actually on your page, that's in the code. So, but what you're doing is you're telling Google, hey, this page is about this, which is the meta title. And then the description underneath is telling Google, and this is a little bit longer description of what is on this page. So that's the meta title and the meta description. And what I found with a lot of investigators, the title of their website was home or welcome. Right. It didn't even say private investigator. It didn't even say the city. It didn't say anything. It just said, welcome. Or Charles Jones Associates. Well, how is Google supposed to know that 
that's an investigative agency or that or you're located in New York. Right. And that's why a lot of PIs just aren't getting ranking because they're not telling Google what it is that they do or where they do it. Sure. It's funny because I get the name of my business is satellite investigations, right? So I get a lot satellite, right? It's people that, that they want satellite images of their accident or they want satellite images of someone that's following them. You know, like the people with the tinfoil on their head, I get those phone calls <laughs> every now yeah. and then, you know. It's uh, it, it makes me crack up. I mean, I get, I, phone calls you get to me because I deal with yeah. them every day. That's yeah, great. <laughs> yeah it's, uh, with grace, man. You got to deal with it with grace. <laughs> so. So, so, going back to the pages, yeah. Um, the the main thing that investigators need to realize is the following. I'm going to throw some statistics out at you, okay, and your listeners. Number one, eighty percent of all searches on the internet are done from a mobile device. That means people are, when they need something, they're gonna whip out their cell phone, they're gonna go to Google, and then, so that was 80% use their mobile device. 90% of people use Google. So that is the number one search engine in the world. All right, so so let's put it this way. Um, Let's say I'm a distraught husband, I just found out that I think my wife is cheating on me, and everybody's telling me, hire a PI, hire a PI. So what's the first thing I'm going to do? I'm going to whip out my phone. I'm going to go to Google, and I'm going to type in uh, private investigator in New York City or private investigator Brooklyn or private investigator Staten Island or private investigator Chicago, wherever that person is. And then what Google's going to do, it's going to go through its database, and it's going to look at all those meta titles and meta descriptions, and it's going to look for the word private investigator and whether it's Brooklyn or Staten Island or whatever it is, and it's going to try to match what is the most popular page or what pa- website has the most information about investigations in that city. And that's how Google basically does the results. Now, the problem with PIs is that, and you know, you've heard me say this at all the conferences, PIs are cheap. They're extremely cheap. So when they create a website, they want to create the cheapest website that they can because they're cheap, not realizing that the website is the goose that lays the golden egg that you have to constantly feed and take care of. And that's where all your money should be spent in the beginning, especially when you're trying to build it up. So what happens is the PIs will have somebody build a website with them for, let's say, five pages. You have the home page, the contact us page, the about us page, the services page, and maybe a page on something else. Mm-hmm. So then what they do on the services page, they'll list all of the services that they do. But the meta title for that page doesn't list all of those services. It just says services. Right. So you haven't told Google anything about what you actually do. You need to create, so here's a big tip. You must have a page for every specific service you offer. So if you're gonna do accident reconstruction, you need a page that all the information on that page is about accident reconstruction and all the different types of accident reconstruction. Motorcycle accidents, truck accidents, car accidents, bicycle accidents, plane accidents. And then when Google somebody starts looking for a search and they look for somebody for accident reconstruction, 
Google will say, wow, look at, I found a page with all this information about all the different types of accident reconstruction. I'm going to list them on the first page and we might even list them in the number one spot. And that's how your phone rings. Right. You have to have content. Now, here's the other thing that scares PIs. You need 2,000 words per page to outrank somebody else. So Google says that if you have 2,000 words on a page, that means you have good content. You have, remember, Google wants content. That's what they're interested in. Right. 2,000 words is content. If your competitor has one paragraph that says, I do accident reconstruction, call me, please. Guess who's not going to get shown up? The person who has 2,000 words, Google said, wow, there's a lot of content about this topic. We're going to rank them number one. And that's kind of how Google works. And yeah. when PIs or any business person starts realizing that, they're going to get more work. Yeah. It's that simple. You know, what's, uh, what's funny is uh, I, I have um, I've experience in dealing with uh, high-end web developers, designers, page guys, right? And they always try and push mm -hmm. you to keep the, the, the information short. Because they're looking at it aesthetic-wise, right? If you've got somebody that's looking at yeah. it, you, know, like you don't want to bog them down in, in all that content. It's interesting that, that you have two different arguments here, and you really have to decide what are you trying to do, right? Well, let me help you answer that real quick. It's like, the, why did the chicken cross the road, right? right. <laughs> here, here's the thing. It's six of one, half a dozen of the other. People will say to me, but nobody's going to read that. Okay, guess what? They probably aren't. But if Google doesn't see the tremendous amount of content, they're never going to get listed on a search engine result. Right. So the key is you have to satisfy Google first because that's where people are going to get the info. Yeah. So the answer is throw as much content as you can on there because that's how Google determines whether they're going to put you in the number one slot or the number 20 slot. And I'll be honest with you, if you're not number one, two, or three in Google, number one, two, or three are going to get the phone calls, and you're right. not. If you're not it's first or last. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I mean, listen, that's that's great uh, That's great knowledge. So you have parlayed that into kind of a business, right? Uh, you had started this business. It's, it's now in the family, right? Uh, FixMyRank.com. So tell me a little bit about that. I started FixMyRank uh, during the time that I had the magazine. Because what happened was PIs were coming to me and they said, can you build my website? Can you build me a website? Right. You know, because I'm teaching all this at conferences. And at the end, they'll come to me and say, can you build my website? And I go, yeah. And I would tell them, look, you know, websites, to do it right, it's going to be, you know, maybe 100 to $200 a page. And immediately they say, well, then I only want two or three pages. And I say, <laughs> no, save your money because you're not going to get yeah. – you're missing the point. It's the number one tool that's going to bring work to you. And like I said to you earlier, in the 80s, PIs were spending thousands of dollars a month on yellow page ads. Yeah. I can't get PIs to want to spend a couple hundred bucks a month now. Yeah. And yet they're reaching more people. Again, goes back to PIs are cheap. And that one word, Matt, is what's hurting the industry because – they don't have that much coming in. So that's why they want to hold on to it, but they don't realize you have to spend money to make money. Yeah. I think it's just a philosophy. I mean, it, it's, I'm starting to see a shift in that too. 
trying to sell to this industry, which, which, you know, I, I do with, with my own website, I can appreciate the challenge of, of the everyday investigator throughout the country and being, you know, being a small business as I, as I was when I started too. And, you know, I, I remember like when I started uh, advertising in the law journal, uh, when I first started, I was like, I'm, I got to sell to attorneys. I'm going to go advertise in the law journal. And, you know, I ran ads there like $2,200, $2,400. And if I got two calls from that ad, yeah, they would, it would pay for the ad, but you know, it's not generating the amount of business that I wanted to uh, to be there. You know, it just wasn't worth it. I found other ways to spend my money when, when it came what, to trying to get business. And what's wonderful now is that Google is really there's two things you can do to your website. You can optimize it so that you organically rank high in Google. So the word organic means it's natural that when you do a Google search. You're not paying to be in the top three spots for an ad, right. all right? Those are the pay-per-click ads. Organically means you just show up naturally and you're not paying for it. Organic results. Right. But something we didn't even talk about. In the beginning, when you're really hurting and you don't have a good website and you're not ranking high, it may be worthwhile spending some money on Google pay-per-click ads. Now, if you don't do it right, you're going to lose money. Even if, let's say, you had a $500 a month budget or a $1,000 a month budget, here's the way that I always teach investigators about marketing and how much money to spend. If the average case that you take, the retainer, for example, is $1,500, you should be spending $1,500 a month, one case, on advertising. Because one job pays for the ad, and the rest is profit. Right. So when I developed USA Bug Sweeps, it's a nationwide company. I, we do sweeps nationwide. When I created my website, I was competing with people in all 50 states. So what I did was is I created a page for every state. So it's usabugsweeps.com forward slash New Jersey dot com forward slash New York dot, you know, right. in all 50 states. And then what I did was created a page for every major city. So usabugsweeps.com forward slash New York City, San Francisco, Los Angeles. And and on that landing page is all the information about – I mentioned everything on that page has to do about the city that I'm in. What's funny is I have colleagues that will say to me, Jimmy, you're in New York. How the hell do you rank number one in Chicago or Florida or whatever state? And I'm actually there and you're beating me. And I said, because you didn't properly optimize your website. And Google is ranking me higher because I have more pages and I have more content. So the point I'm trying to get at is the more content and the more pages you have on your website, the more chance you have of getting ranked higher for the keywords that you want to be found. Right. For those that don't understand what keywords are, those are the words that you type into a Google search of the service you're looking for. So private investigator, New York, accident reconstruction investigator in New York, that's a keyword, keyword phrase. Right. And if you don't tell Google that's what you do, how are you expected for Google to find you? Right. It's kind of simple, really, when you think about it. So let me ask your opinion about um, advertising and searching and all that, like through Facebook or Instagram or anything, or LinkedIn. You know, how do you feel about that? Do you think uh-huh. there's a market for there uh, for the investigator? What's your opinion? My opinion is your budget. First, you have to have a budget. Right. 
um, you have to say to yourself, what amount of money am I willing to invest in building my business? First thing you have to spend is a couple thousand dollars on your website. Then you should spend a couple of thousand dollars on making sure that all the pages are optimized. Now, going back to my original comment, if someone's looking for a private eye, where are they going? They're going to whip out their cell phone and they're going to type in private eye plus the city name. And that's the number one place where people are going to go for an, for, for an investigator. Or they might call somebody that they know and say, hey, can you give me a referral? But 90% of the people are going to do a search. Right. So if you're not on the first page of Google that's where all your focus and attention should be. I'll give you another example. I'll, I'll reveal something to you real quick. I spend somewhere in the area of about $3,000 to $5,000 a month on Google AdWords. And people go to me, Jimmy, that's a ton of money. I don't even make $3,000, $5,000 a month doing investigations. And I go, well, that's why you only make that amount. You're right. not spending money to get the money <laughs> in. Right. But if I'm getting a 10-time, 20-time return on my money, yeah. That 5000 is nothing. Yeah. So people go, yeah, but I don't have it. And I said, well, then don't start in the thousands. Start in the hundreds, you know, and create a Google AdWord that's very specific for a specific keyword in a specific area. And that way you won't be throwing your money away. Yeah. I also recommend that you utilize a service that can help you with your Google AdWords. There's a company called WordStream. Word stream, one word. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they charge probably about 300 or $400 a month to manage your Google AdWords, but they set everything up for you. Sure. And every couple of weeks, they're checking to see what, how you're doing and whether or not you're getting enough traffic for those keywords or whether or not they need to change the wording so that you get more conversions. All right. And that's the secret. Somebody clicks on it. Now you're paying. The unfortunate part is private investigator is a highly ranked keyword, which means for every time somebody clicks on your ad with the word private investigator associated with it, it's probably going to be somewhere between 15 and 20 bucks. Really? So, you know, if you get three clicks in a day, that could be $50 or $60 you just went through. Right. And it's not and necessarily a conversion, right? Because, uh, you know, now they're yeah, finding you I and mean, you, get, you got to still make the sale, right? Well, they went to your website. They click because yeah. you're not paying unless they click on your ad. But if they click on your ad, they're automatically linking to your website. Right. And then it goes back to, is your website giving them enough information to help convert them? And guess what I want to do with my ads? I just want them to call me. Yeah. So all my ads, everything that I do is geared to just do one thing. I'm not trying to sell. I just want them to call me for more right. information. Right. So my hook is free quote, call for a free quote. And it's funny because when they call me, the first thing they say is, hi, I'm calling for the free quote. <laughs> exactly. So it means my ad is working yeah. because they're specifically repeating what the ad of course. said. Right. And then once I get them on the phone, boom, they're mine. Now yeah. I'm going to control the conversation and I'm going to ask them a whole bunch of questions, which by the way, is another tip. When you're talking to a client on the phone, take control of the call immediately. Absolutely. Meaning you're the one asking the questions and they're the ones answering it. Absolutely. And that way you can lead them to wherever you want. So right. when somebody calls me, hi, I need a free price quote. 
Oh, great. Yeah. What city and state are you in? Oh, are you in a house or are you in an apartment? Oh, how big is your house? How many square feet? You know what I mean? So now I'm asking all these questions. I'm getting all the details that I need so I know what I'm going to charge them. Of course. Yeah. You're you're, you're getting all that information. Yeah. That that totally makes sense. Um, so I'm, I'm yeah. curious, man, what state would you say has the most bug sweeping business for you? Where would you say all the kooks are? New Jersey, New York, and California. <laughs> okay. My suspicions yeah, are confirmed. Not, not, in, not, <laughs> not in that order. I would say New York, New Jersey, then California. Wow. We sweep in all 50 states. Right. But I got to tell you, there's a lot of crazy people out there, but there's also a lot of people that sound crazy. And then we go out there and we do a sweep and we find something and now we realize why they were acting that way. It's because they really knew that something was going on. Unfortunately, sometimes I walk into a house and I see aluminum foil on all the windows and they're, they're wearing a little aluminum foil hat and there's people out there like that. It's really, really, you know, but they need to know. They need to know. And that's the reason people hire PIs. I need to know. And PIs have to remember something. We are in the information business. That's what they're paying us for is info. And what I mean by that is info has value. So don't give it away for free because that's what they're you're charging them for. And I see all these PIs out there. Well, you know, I wanted to help them out and this and that. Listen, if if people want help, go get a, go see a counselor. You know, if they come to an investigator, you have to pay us for our time. No different than a lawyer. Absolutely. So don't give it away. That's what we sell is info. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. Um, Wow, this was a really, really interesting. Um, I, I know you came and you, you did a presentation to uh, the Associated uh, Licensed Detectives of New York State uh, before the, the shutdown. Uh, you'd come in, and uh, I was so impressed uh, by, by the, the presentation on both the SEO and, and the uh, USA Bug Sweeps dot uh, com stuff. That um, you know, I was like, okay, we got to do we got to do an episode about this. So we got to do a, a podcast episode. So I know not everybody listening to my show is a business owner, but it's still good to know about this stuff. You know, you never know when you're going to build a, a page and, and you want to get the most out of, uh, you know, what you're building it for, right? Well, you know, the important thing, even if they're not investigators, the people listening in, when you're using, when you're soliciting to look for a product or a service, go to the person's website the person's website will give you a real good idea as to the quality of that investigator. If you see a cheap looking website, that means the investigator's cheap. If you see a really beautiful, professionally done with a lot of content, a lot of information, you can expect that that investigator is going to have a lot of detail orientated. And that would be the type of person that I'm going to hire. So, you know, that's why I keep saying your website is the image of your whole company, but it's also a tremendous source of revenue. So one of the things that I also recommend to business owners is do a free evaluation, like have somebody, any company evaluate your website. That's one of the things that we do at fixmyrank.com. We will do an evaluation of your website and say, okay, listen, uh, it, and it's free. We'll say, look, this is where we think uh, you could do with your website. This is what's good with it. And this is what's bad with it. And this is what it's going to cost if you're interested. And that's it. We don't bother anybody. You know, once you come to us and we give you a price, 
we don't have to. You know no. what? We're too busy to even do follow-ups. It's just a matter of this is what you have to do. This is the price range it's going to be. And if you're not willing to make that investment, and that's the other thing, it's an investment in building your business. It's not an expense. It's an investment. Sure. And a lot of PIs get confused with that word. Oh, man, I don't have the money for that. Well, that's why you don't have the money. Right. Yep. You know, you got to be in it to win it, folks. So, definitely, uh, that's the uh, that's the way to do it. You gotta you gotta have your capital to start off. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. You, and you're not gonna you're gonna know who I'm gonna talk about in a second. There was a gentleman who became a private investigator after retiring from law enforcement. I'll use that word broadly, right? And he created a detective agency. And he had a unique plan of how he was going to build his detective agency. And he was very successful. And then one day he sold it. Do you know how much he sold it for? Probably not not what he probably should have. Probably a lot less, right? Well, no, no, no. He sold it for a number that I'm going to give you right now. And you're not going to believe it. It was over a billion dollars with a B. Okay. Now, this was one man who started out building a detective agency, and then he sold it for a billion. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I, I, I think I have an idea, but I'm uh, not sure. Jules Kroll. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. Kroll, yep. Kroll and Associates. I mean, uh-huh. that Jules started out as a one-man operation, okay. and he had a concept of how he was going to build the agency. Right. And he targeted major corporations, and all the people that worked for him were ex-FBI agents, sure. uh, you know, military and intelligence people. Yep. And he was charging up to $750 an hour, and he was getting it. Yeah. So the point I'm getting at, the reason I brought it up is – Matt, when there's a special occasion, you take your wife out to a nice restaurant, you get a nice bottle of wine, and you know you're going to spend money because right. it's, it's a special occasion. Of course. When you're going to go out every night, you go down the corner, you go to Applebee's or Chili's or whatever it is. Do you want to be the PI that's a Chili's or Applebee's, or do you want to be a PI that's a high-end restaurant? Yeah. Do you ever notice that the high-end restaurants are always busy? Yep. So would you rather not promote the services that you have to a higher-end type clientele rather than – it's the same amount of time, same amount of money, but you're getting a bigger return when you target the right – audience. And if you're doing a good job with it, they're going to, they're going to pay you. If you're doing it, you know, like, you know, if you produce results, you're going to get that, that money that you want to get. So you're absolutely right on that. Um, And and Matt, the other thing that a lot of PIs do getting off target here just a little bit, PIs don't know how to charge. Hourly rate. Oh, come on. That's another show. Stop it. (laughs) It's a whole nother show. You know what I mean? We're not getting into that. But I'm just saying, these are the mistakes that people are making. Yeah. That's my, right. that's my topic next and week, man. Are, Stop it. Yeah, it's good stuff. So you, you did, you did say something actually that, that sparred something for me, right? So you had talked about taking your wife out and, and we cannot talk about Jimmy without talking about Roe. So we're going to close up here, uh, by just mentioning that your wife Roe is just as amazing and dynamic as you are. And you guys are definitely a tag team and, uh, she's been your ride or die for a very, very long time. Right. Well, you know, a lot of people can't say Jimmy without saying Roe. Right. Because we've been on the circuit now 24 years, conferences worldwide. 
what people don't realize is Rosemary is a licensed detective both yes. in New York and New Jersey. She absolutely is. And yeah. so she's so when I tell people it's my wife, no, it's really my investigative business partner, partner. Yep. who is extremely talented Very as talented. an investigator. Yep. And but also a business person as well. Sure. And that's another thing to a success. So I, we can end, you know, our, our your podcast with, with this topic if that's what you want, yes. which is if you include your spouse in your business, the support you get from your spouse can help increase your business. When you keep your spouse in the dark, let's say you wanted to spend $3,000 on a new website. Well, if the spouse doesn't know why you're spending the 3000 on a website, the first thing she's going to say, why are you spending that money? Are you sure you're going to spend that money? I don't know that I would spend $3,000, right? So the wife could be an anchor and, and not help you sail your ship. Yeah. But if you include her and say, this is what I'm planning, this is why I'm doing it. It's almost like a business plan. This is why I'm doing it. This is why I'm planning it. This is what I expect as a return. And then you get the support of a spouse, the spouse can help your business flourish. Yeah, it's true. And that's important because it's your partner in life. Oh, yeah. And when oh. you're spending money, whether it's business money or personal money, the spouse is can really affect the decisions that you make. Oh, that's a life lesson right there. And listen, if you're spending three grand and you're not telling your wife what you're spending three grand on, you're going to have a private investigator following you around. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna think you're up to something. <laughs> yeah, but once you include your spouse, and some spouses want to be included, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, help help me understand what you're doing. And sometimes yeah. the spouse will be the first one to be your cheerleader yeah. and say, "Well, if the if the website is going to be your number one source of income, I would think that you really want to do a good job with it, and you sure. don't want to go cheap with it." Yeah. And the one thing I'm going to tell you right now. Everybody has this. They go, oh, well, you know, my grandson, my nephew, my brother does websites. Folks, use a professional Don't company. Yes, do not use because family. Because <laughs> the, the, in, the, uh, the industry changes every week. And what yeah. I mean by that, people don't understand this. The algorithm that Google uses to rank people actually changes almost on a weekly basis. Yep. The people in the industry that belong to all of the groups, social groups for a particular industry, like search engine optimization, code writers and designers, we know what the latest change is. Right. We know the patent that Google just applied for. So we know that if you mention the keyword more than four times, you're going to get punished. We know that you need to put the keyword in the first line of the first sentence or you don't get the ranking. I mean, we know all the little tips and tricks. Right. Your nephew or your brother or your cousin doesn't know any of that stuff. They just know how to go online and you know develop a little pretty looking website. And everybody thinks, oh wow, look how pretty it is. I don't care what your website looks like. If Google doesn't know what you do and where you do it, it could be the best looking website. No it doesn't it. mean yeah. a yeah. damn thing. Yeah. So, um, give me your, uh, your, your number, how folks can reach you and, uh, your, your email address and all that stuff. We're going to throw it in the show notes, but, uh, sure. give, give it anyways. If you want to reach me personally, my phone number toll free is 888-808-4802. That's 888-808-4802. I do answer that number 24 seven. If you want to send an email to me, Jim at 
usabugsweeps.com, J-I-M at usabugsweeps.com. And uh, if you want information about uh, having your website checked, uh, free survey, you can either go to fixmyrank.com or send an email to info at fixmyrank.com and somebody will answer your request immediately. And just as a little close there, Matt, if you don't mind, with regards to the PIs that are listening, with regards to the bug sweeps, I do pay a 20% referral commission on all referrals. So if somebody calls you up and says, hey, I need a bug sweep, all you have to say is, give me your name and number and I'll have my technician call you. Give me a call, give me the info, I'll take care of it, and the next thing you know, you'll get a check. Yeah. Pretty simple and pretty quick. Oh, it's definitely a good model. I've been, uh, I've definitely have done that over the years. Um, know what you can do and know the people who can do it better than you. <laughs> you know, it's really, really important. Hey, Jim, thank yeah. you so much for your time. I really, really appreciate this. It's been a long time coming and getting you uh, on the show here, and I, I appreciate you uh, taking the time here and uh, just uh, enlightening everybody on on how to get the most out of their own investments, right? Uh, and that's really the deal, right? You, you, want, you want to be better at what you do. Well, Matt, I want to thank you for having me on the show. And I also want to thank you for everything you're doing for the profession because, you know, it's people like you that are helping the newbies come along, learn what, how to do certain things and opportunities. And when I started out 40 years ago, there was nobody helping anybody. Right. Um, and now there's just so much information and so many people out there in your new toolbox program I think is fantastic. I think it's something that all private investigators should use and participate in. It's a resource. And remember that we're in the information business and anytime we can get valuable resources, it makes us more valuable. Yeah, no, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. So thank you everybody for tuning in. Uh, Make sure you tune back in on Thursday. We're going to continue our osmosis quick hit segments and uh, we'll be back with a regular full show on Monday. So again, Jimmy, thank you so much. And uh, thank you everyone for tuning in and we'll catch you guys on the next show. A big thank you to Jimmy for coming on and talking to us about this topic. Many of us don't really take the time to get the most out of our websites and Jimmy gave us some great tips. We also want to thank Crosstracks, Delft Point, and the PI Institute for Education for sponsoring this show. Have you checked out investigatorstoolbox.com yet? Remember, it only takes 41 cents a day to unlock the future of investigations. Make an investment in your business and yourself today. The 25% legacy discount won't last long. Catch Matt teaching about investigatorstoolbox.com at the Cybercraft Summit on October 1st and 2nd. You can register for free at cybercraftsummit.com. Got a question or comment about the show? Email Matt at MatthewS at SatellitePI.com. You can also find him on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We want your feedback so we can bring you the best shows possible. Our next show is a quick hit segment with Amber Schroeder from Paraben. Amber returns to talk about her role at the Osmosis Conference this year. Check it out this Thursday. We'll be back on next Monday with another very special show. Next week is our one-year anniversary. So help us celebrate PI Perspectives as Matt has an awesome guest and great giveaway. Make sure you tune in. Stay safe out there, everyone.